Too often, Black women are a mere afterthought in conversations around wellness, but not in this space. On this podcast, the dialogue is always centered around women like you. Welcome to the podcast, but more importantly, welcome to the tribe. Be well, sis. When you drive the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2019 models. See jdpower.com slash awards for 2022 details. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Be Well Sis podcast. I am your host, Dr. Cassandra Dunbar. How has life been treating you? But more importantly, how have you been treating yourself? Me, I have been better, but it is okay. Um, and I will tell you why. Um, the reason why I have not been so great this particular week is because the state of the world. Um, today is Friday when this is about to go up and this is supposed to be our feel good Friday episode, but honestly, I could not find it in me to create lighter content without addressing the world at hand. Um, it has been a really hard week and at parts of the week, I was mad at myself for feeling so sensitive and for feeling so hurt and sad and hopeless and helpless for the people in Palestine. I was mad at myself for feeling this way. I thought, you know, I've been in therapy for long enough that the things of this world should not be able to move me. And then I had to remind myself that the reason that I have been on this journey um, to better my mental health, better my spirit, better my soul is because I am human and I want to experience my humanity in the fullest way possible. And it's all and it's all in all its fullness. I can't even speak. <laughs> um, and that means I'm going to feel there was a creator on TikTok who got a lot of backlash because she told people last weekend to stay off social media because you know, just to take care of yourselves and to essentially close their eyes to what's happening, the genocide, the humanitarian crisis that is happening in the apartheid state that is Israel and Palestine. And typically I say the same thing. I'm like, you know what? Log off, unplug, give yourself a break from the constant um, news cycle. But in this case, I cannot. And I'm asking you to do the same. And I'm not telling you to spend hours scrolling through footage uh, of what's going on over there. But what I am saying is to be aware, be cognizant, and figure out what can we do, if anything, to lend our voices and lend our aid to those people. From what I understand right now, the most recent news that I under that I got from a Palestinian creator who is in touch with those in Palestine is that there isn't anything that we can do at the moment in terms of giving money um, for aid because even if we do donate funds, they're not going to get the aid. Um, but what we can do is we can... Um, beg 
um, and demand of our local representatives um, to, 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 to demand a ceasefire at minimum. Um, and as well as for them not to supply the oppressive Israeli government with um, more means to further oppress and obliterate an entire people. Um, again, this typically is not my lane. This is not my type of content. Um, and in full transparency, it is because I know that I have a lot of learning to do. While I am somebody who loves history and um, especially history of people all over the world, not my just my own, um, it is super important that I advocate and use my voice um, as best as I can to help people who are in need of dire help. Um, so with that being said, I have a really great and poignant conversation ahead for today's episode. It is actually featuring a good friend of the show, um, Lindsay Fauntleroy. She is an acupuncturist and author. And today we are having a conversation about floral essences and how they are um, something that we all should have in our self-care toolkits, especially for times like this, for times where the world is not at rest, where we're not sure what to do, what to feel, um, how to help. Um, and we feel just all trapped in our heads and just uncomfortable in our own bodies because we feel the collect, the pain of the collective. Um, so she provides us with a really, pointed masterclass on flower essences, what they are, how they can help, and essentially gives us some insight on what we can do to help ourselves that we can be helpful to the greater collective as well. Um, as always, thank you so, so much for joining. I am so glad you're here. Be well, sis, and free Palestine. All right. So again, I am so happy that you're here. I am super excited to have a friend to the show. She was a guest before. Um, I think it was, was it last summer, the summer before? But It was Lindsay, last summer. Last summer. <laughs> Lindsay yep. has been here. So I have the amazing Lindsay Fauntleroy, who is a author, who is an acupuncturist, who is so many things. And but I'm just happy to chat. How are you? How are things? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I think, you know, it is an interesting time on the planet. It is an interesting time for humans. So I'm I'm trying to walk with the sensitivity to all that's going on, um, the optimism of what could be. And then just on the moments in between, just, you know, just trying to navigate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear that. Trying to navigate is so true, so real. Um one thing that I remember, I scrolled on down my own like profile and I think, I don't know when it was, maybe it was last year sometime I had posted like, you know, how do you cope? Like, how do you, like when all, when you try to be intentional about your healing, about your wellness, but there is really ugly things that are happening in the world and you're affected by it. How do you like continue on? Um, mm -hmm. and I asked myself and I asked, you know, the audience if they have any tips or whatever. So 
the, the, the answers were a lot of the same, like, you know, therapy and all of that. And yes, I, of course, I'm an advocate for therapy and of course for self-care, but I think we need more. So I'm super happy to talk to you, um, especially today, um, because you will educate us more on flower essences and how they can be a self-care ally um, for our mental health, particularly, especially in these times that we're living in. Absolutely. Yay. And I, (laughs) you know, I think with flower essences, I'm always amazed because they've been around for so long. I mean, we could argue thousands of years, but certainly in the modern context, at least a hundred years. And there's still that medicine that people don't know about and people just walk past them in the store and it's, but they have such huge potential for healing. So I'm excited to be able to talk about them and how they work and just clear up some of the misconceptions. Yeah. So let's hop into it. So if somebody doesn't even know what is a flower essence, how Mm -hmm. would you define or describe what a flower essence is? The best description that I've heard for flower essences is there's two. Mm -hmm. One is vitamins for the soul. Mm -hmm. And the other is medicine for the heart. And so when we think about all the different kinds of plant medicine, whether we're talking about food or essential oils or even pharmaceutical medicines that are are based on plant compounds, what flower essences offer are a specific form of vibrational remedy that you don't need a prescription for. You can get online, you can get in stores, you can get also from practitioners, but they're a vibrational remedy that specifically is working with Uh, emotional complexes and thought complexes. So these ways of being in the world that we develop in early childhood, that we develop in response to trauma, that we develop in response to heartache, as humans, we kind of develop these patterns, Mm -hmm. these psychological patterns. And the flower essences are a medicine to help us bring self-awareness and even transformation to those complexes that are getting in the way of us living our our fullest life. Mm. So because um, a lot of us don't know much about flower essences, how do we know where do we begin? Like, how do we know what we would need for what's like ailing us at the moment? Right. So there's a few different ways. So one of the most popular um, brands, if you will, of flower essences are the Bach flower remedies that have been around um, since the 1930s, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And the bottles are very well marked with what they're for. So there's, you know, white chestnut for overthinking. Um, another remedy for if you're feeling uh, blocked in your heart space. So the the flowers themselves are often really instructive and there's all kinds of literature um, online. Uh, there's all kinds of books out there. Like it's an amazing rabbit hole to swim in because the the flower essences are a great self-help remedy. Um, so there's a lot of literature about them. And then on my site, thespiritseed.org, I also have a line of flower essences and a little stress quiz that people can take and you really kind of identify what kind of stress you're experiencing, what it feels like, what you're hoping for, and the quiz really points you to the flower essence that would be a great starting point. So um, how do we take them? So we go on your website, we figure out what would be the most appropriate for what we're experiencing right now, and then we purchase it from you, we get it, and then how do you recommend that we take it? So with the flower essence, you work with it 
Um, you take four drops a day, four little drops, not even a dropper full, four little drops, four times a day, um, and as needed for stress. So for example, if you're working with one of the popular remedies right now is called Present Presence. And that is a flower essence for people who are experiencing anxiety, who are worried about what might happen in the future, or kind of spinning their wheels around what could have, should have, didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. And so with that flower essence, you would take it four times a day and it would give you uh, maybe insight into what you could do differently in your life to calm your stress and anxiety. And you can also take it when you're feeling anxiety. So it's four times a day and as needed for stress. The really great thing about flower essences is that they are a vibrational uh, medicine Mm-hmm. And so they don't have any organic compounds. So you can't overdose in air quotes on them. You can't take okay. too much. And a lot of times what people find is when they start with a flower essence, they take it more. And as they begin to shift and heal and resonate with the energies of the flower essences, they might drop down to taking it once a day or less, you know, that as needed becomes less and less as they start to cultivate the qualities of the flower essences. Hmm. Now, is this something that um, would be okay for children to take? By children, I mean like eight and up, 10 and up, that age group. And the reason well, I ask, okay. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Tell me why you asked. <laughs> the <laughs> reason question. I ask is because, you know, this week has been um, challenging for so many reasons. One of the reasons, mm-hmm. because not only what I've been just um, personally observing, um, with what's going on overseas in the Middle East between Palestine and Israel. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't think that my kid, my eight-year-old, like had any idea what's going on. We don't have the news on, on the in the house. Um, mm-hmm. And typically my husband and I talk politics like when the kids go to sleep. So long story mm-hmm. short, I think it was Tuesday morning. I had to give an impromptu history lesson because apparently he had heard of Hamas and he w- wanted to know more. Um, Mm -hmm. so in talking to him about what I know so far about the history of how we, how they got there and how we got here, um, it brought him some like anxiety and sadness because my, he's very justice oriented. Like one of his values Mm -hmm. is justice. He's always talking about fairness. Right. And I explained to him what's happening to the Palestinians is not fair. Like they are. They're li- they've been living under apartheid. And not only that, now they're being denied basic human rights. And I could tell in what he's in what he said, like he's like, that's not right. Like, what can we do? Um mm-hmm. so I, I say that to um ask like if they're allowed for children and you say no. <laughs> yeah, they are allowed for children. They're really great oh. for children, actually. I've been oh. giving um my daughter flower essences since she came out of the womb. Wow. Like right from the beginning, I give flower essences to women that are pregnant. I give flower essences to women and babies during the birthing process. They are really um, a safe medicine. Of course, I have to throw in the disclaimer, you know, just to keep us legally safe. You know, don't try any new modality without checking in with your primary care physician. Okay, great. That part, right. And <laughs> that aside, <laughs> don't want any problems. But that aside, flower essences are really safe beautiful medicine. I think one of the reasons that they work so well for children is because children's um, psychological blocks 
mm-hmm. are not as rigid as they are for adults. Mm-hmm. So I've had 45 plus years of being the way that I am. And so when I'm trying to change something in myself, I'm going against the current of 40, 45 right. plus years of a programming, right? Of, <laughs> of programming where children, you know, not so much, they're a little freer in their ability to change their mind and perspective. And I think also you bring up a really great point that is relevant to the work of flower essences. First of all, I'll say that I contextualize flower essences within what I call indigenous psychology. Hmm. So the ways that uh, people understood their relationship between the psyche and psychological well-being and the rest of the universe. And consistent in indigenous thought is this idea that we are connected. We are all connected in very seen and unseen ways. And so this challenge of what's happening in the Middle East, we don't have to consciously know the details of it. We don't have to consciously know the history to feel the imprint of the grief, the sorrow, the loss, the unfairness. Like it's, it's part of the pulse of our universe right now, as is the injustices that are happening all over the world. And so when we're talking about uh, an energetic pain that we can't touch, mm-hmm. we're talking about what medicines can touch something at that level of the soul. And so I think flower essences are an amazing medicine for this time because of so much of the the heartache that humanity is experiencing. One of the the flower essences that I really love for this moment is called Gorse, G-O-R-S-E. Mm-hmm. And that's a flower essence that deals with that, that kind of hopelessness mm-hmm. that washes over us when we see exactly how inhumane humans can be and, and yes. how longstanding injustice can be. And then even for myself, when I look at how the media can portray things that gets me all in my feelings as well yeah so yeah <laughs> there's a lot there that the flower essences you know are, are are available for whether it's hopelessness whether it's anxiety whether it's fear whether it's that deep ancestral feeling of mm-hmm. oh here we go again in another part of the world and another people but this is very familiar to me yes um, ancestrally around, you know, justice and the, yeah. 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 So that, that <laughs> I'll is, just stop there. No, that is so, so real. And um, you put to words what I, I couldn't like exactly put towards myself, like that feeling like this is familiar, like, mm-hmm. but not like it's familiar, but it's not, you know what I mean? Right. And, um, right. and, I, I really love you underscoring that, you know, we are all connected. Absolutely. And I had to kind of break that down to my my son too. I'm just like, you know, whenever anybody in, in on this planet is being oppressed and being denied um, what they deserve just by being human, we are all at risk. It's like, it may not be our turn, but it means it's not, it's not mm-hmm. our turn yet, you know? And even we're but, still <laughs> right right that part mm-hmm. too yeah mm-hmm. and ah oh, man um it, it's just a lot and I think about you mentioning the the um the ancestral um I guess memory or the feeling right mm-hmm. I think about how parenting how parenting is different for black and brown folk because 
the reason I say this is because last night I was scrolling and I shouldn't have been scrolling, but I was. And I Here saw this the scrolling. Oh, it always does me in. Always. Yes. Every time. My husband says I'm being nosy because I'll be in bed and it's like 1 a.m. and I'm just scrolling. And he's just like, you're just being nosy. Like, ain't nothing on there for you right now. I'm like, you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Everybody I know is sleeping. Yes. <laughs> um, but I came across that. Um, a, a video of Kim Kardashian and her oldest child, North. And mm-hmm. uh, I guess they were, it was a screen recording. I guess they were on live and people were putting the Palestinian flag up. And she was like, what flag is that? And then Kim looked at the screen and was like, oh, that's the Brazilian flag because she made up some lie about like, there's something happening in Brazil, like a concert. I don't know. Oh, she made up some lie. And I was just like, this is like, it's not the same for us. And I think also North is in that camp. North is a biracial little girl. Like mm-hmm. um, we, we, I remember, and this brought me, made me flashback to when I was like in the early nineties, I was little. And I remember we were all tuned in. Like it was like a vivid memory of what was happening in South Africa it was very important to my family. My family's Haitian. And I had to learn about what is apartheid and what's happening, who's Nelson Mandela, like what's their struggle mm-hmm. over there. And he and I remember my uncles were just like, this is very related to us. They're on the other side of the world. But like these, if they are struggling, like, like we need to be uplifting and amplifying their fight for freedom because when they are free, everybody is free. And it's the same thing. Right. Like, we don't have the opportunity to kind of like gloss over these things with our kids. And it sucks that- right. It sucks, but at the same time, it's good that they hopefully like they grow up feeling connected to people on the other side of the world and right everybody's freedom. And I went off on a tangent. I apologize. <laughs> no, I mean, I think this is I mean, it's it's such an important conversation because we can't really talk about mental health. We can't really think about what it means to be well, mm-hmm. not talking about what it means to be collectively well. Right. And that right. is a very big part of like moving away and returning to some of um, the ind- indigenous beliefs that sustained us, right? Mm-hmm. This idea of a communal mm-hmm. identity. So it doesn't feel tangential to me at all. It feels like this is the conversation. How do we hold our individual wellness in the face of collective injustice? Right. How do those two inform each other? How do those two support one another? And then, you know, what, what comes up frequently for me in moments like this is, well, what is my part? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, what is the part for me to do? Um, how do I move through despair and anxiety and stay connected to like, what is my small piece in this puzzle? And even if that piece that I'm working on, I'm really big into building institutions. I'm really big into teaching about fluorescence therapy and plant medicine and all these ways of healing, not just for now, but to be part of the right side of history for three generations from now, for example. And so I think these moments really call for us to live fully in our unique purpose in service of the whole. Yeah. And how do we get to that? And I think that's really where the gift of flower essences lie and our ability to kind of move through the residue mm-hmm. and get clarity on purpose, wholeness, 
relationships, community, how do we love each other the way that we're supposed to, Mm -hmm. how do we stand in our unique gifts and talents without fear, Um, how do we confront and initiate change when things feel hopeless. I think all of that is part of the, I like to call it soul medicine, but that's so much of what we're up to right now or what I hope we can be up to right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, One of the things that I was um, just reading about is like um, building resilience. And as you speak about, um, you know, flower essences, like this can be, these can be tools to help us build our resilience because unfortunately, like there are real stressors in the world. Mm -hmm. We have to, we have to meet the challenge. And I think we need to be armed with tools to do so. And one of these can be the flower essences and, and the, not only that, but like just getting back to the basics and getting back to the fundamentals of um, how we are to, to, to be well um, and getting that medicine from the earth, like just as it is. Yeah. It's getting the medicine from the earth. It's also, you know, when I think about flower essences and how accessible they are and also how unknown they are which is Mm -hmm. kind of an interesting dynamic I think about what are the flower essences that everyone should have in their medicine cabinet you know like we Mm -hmm. have you know we're not all pharmacists but we all know we could go to our Tylenol or our Advil if we had a headache right so there's some like basic soul medicine for Mm -hmm. uh, these times and I think I'd love to share few of those flower essences that I think we should all just have on hand just in case please Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) yes please I would love to Um, know Mm -hmm. so the first one I think is the present presence that I mentioned earlier um, that is about being really present to this moment not being stuck in the future not being worried about the coulda shoulda woulda but really being right here right now because so much of the of the answers that we're looking for are right in front of us. And that is what such the big uh, draw to things like yoga and meditation. They're all about like being in the moment. And so present presence is part of my, is one of my favorites for really centering into right now and having that mental peace and clarity to be able to intuit new solutions for the, for the places we feel stuck. Mm -hmm. Um, So present presence is my remedy, but uh, if we're looking um, more generally, you could look at some of the individual ingredients, which include things like white chestnut, which is for overthinking. It also includes star tulip, which is about opening our receptivity to to subtle wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, there's sometimes things don't always hit us over the head. Mm-hmm. It might come in a dream or like a whisper or a song that's like, you know, I wake mm-hmm. up with songs in my head and I'm like, wait a minute, this song kind of has a message for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that intuition piece absolutely uh absolutely so I think of uh present presence for that the other flower essence that I think is a great um remedy is called open Mm -hmm. so open is one of the flower essences that I created to deal with heartache and not just so much heartache but the resilience of the heart so by nature of being humans on this planet, we're going to, we're going to catch some L's in, in love. Yeah. And also the nature of the human heart is to expand and radiate. And so how do we 
move through disappointment? How do we move through the places where we feel blocked or stuck and still allow our hearts to remain open? And so the the open flower essence supports uh, self-awareness in terms of vulnerability mm-hmm. and self-awareness in terms of how we relate to each other. And sometimes those relationship conflicts are our own fault and we can't even see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that's real. Yep. (laughs) It's like, oh yeah, I'm kind of treating you the way I would have treated my so-and-so 30 years ago. So all of that. Yep. Yep. (laughs) All of that. So keeping the heart open. And then another one that is really popular right now is a flower essence called abundance. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when people hear abundance, they think money. Mm-hmm. But more than that, abundance is about staying connected to your purpose mm-hmm. and staying connected to how your gifts can be of service to the world, to the collective that, you know, honoring that we each come here with something really unique and really special to bring into the world. And so how do we break through the the lack or the fear or the anxiety or the lack of confidence? Yeah. That keeps us from really stepping in and doing that thing, you know, whatever that thing is that we have this little fire for. How do we nurture that little spark and that little fire? Yeah. So those are three of my favorites that I think that, you know, just right next to your Advil, a little mm-hmm. bit of something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. To, to have that on deck. Yes. Those soul <laughs> vitamins, that nourishment of the heart and, and the things that the heart takes the biggest hits from. Yeah. Oh, um, I have my open and I didn't open it yet, but I am super excited to because <laughs> right now, like we talked off camera. Um, and yes, I, I absolutely could use that right now. Um, the vulnerability piece is really has always been a struggle with uh for me. Mm-hmm. So I I'm ready to get out of my own way. Like this I know that's right. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> it actually brings, there's another flower essence that I really love that, that is often um, really similar to open. It's called legacy. Mm. And that flower essence, because so much of the way that we relate um, to each other is formed in early childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, the legacy formula helps us to look at um, what has been passed down to us through the generations. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really great remedy from this time, just in terms of what we were just speaking about a moment ago and yeah. realizing that um, the history that's being made right now is repeated history. Mm. And so how do we tap into the the knowledge and wisdom of our ancestors, but also how do we really hold um nations empires colonial forces accountable this is not new stuff right Right. there's there's a legacy here and so um i often think about the legacy flower essence as one that helps us to look at the intergenerational uh blessings and curses uh whether that's coming from our immediate family or whether that's coming from the collective yeah. Oh, that is such a good point. The intergenerational blessings and curses are not just immediate. I always think about like my own immediate lineage, but you're right. There is a collective um, family, so to speak. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Hmm. And I have a question. Are you able, is it okay to take more than one essence at a time? So if there are several different areas you want to work on simultaneously or just need support in simultaneously, can you Mm -hmm. take, can you mix and match at the same time or is it just one at a time? I really recommend that people stay with one flower essence, um, especially with the, the formulas that I make, because each of those formulas already has about six or seven essences in it. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so I recommend that people just stay with one for at least two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I describe something, I call it the, this is not going to sound very medical terms, y'all, but it works. The tile mosaic philosophy of healing. Okay. So, you know, if you picture like, you know, those tile mosaics and they're made up of like little tiny pictures, but mm-hmm. it's like one big picture. Mm-hmm. So I believe that if you take one of those pictures, one of those little tiny pictures, maybe it's your work, maybe it's your relationship, maybe it's your children. If you just work on that one thing and do the inner work to transform how you relate to that one thing, it changes the whole picture. Mm, true. And so what I recommend is just pick one thing at a time. Of course, all of us have 51 things that that could require some attention, Mm -hmm. but most of us don't have the capacity to change everything at once. That's true. That's so true. So it's really like picking one thing and really committing to it. Like, okay, I'm going to go hard on my anxiety for the next two weeks. I'm going to work with flower essences. I'm going to stay present to what, Um, comes up as a solution to my anxiety. Maybe it has to do with my sleep schedule. Maybe it has to do with my social media. Maybe it has to do with certain people who cause me anxiety, but I'm just going to really focus on getting that right for the next two weeks. And then after those two weeks, I'm going to reassess and see, do I want to still stay there? Am I feeling the changes in the big picture or do I want to maybe tackle another tile in the mosaic? You know, I, I'm happy you said that because I'm the type who tries to like fix everything at one time and then get discouraged and just quit. So I'm, I'm happy you said that. <laughs> yes, work on one right. thing at a time. It's going to cause a ripple a effect. Yeah, for sure. It for is sure. a ripple effect. And then, you know, to be honest, those other things are just going to still be waiting there when it's their turn. But I mm-hmm. do believe, and I think we talked about this the last time that we got to chat. I do believe in the right timing. Yes. And it's not always the right time to fix certain things. So I just kind of try to trust and encourage my my clients to trust like what's at the surface for you. What is ripe and ready for change? What is the lowest hanging fruit that you can grab? And then, you know, you start there and and then see what's next. For sure. Oh, this was so good. I feel like every time I speak to you, um the conversation like yes it's for the listeners I'm here for y'all but this was for me (laughs) like I needed this conversation (laughs) so much um so thank you I'm gonna try my best not to be not to get emotional because I feel like as I'm getting older I'm becoming like softer I I moved to tears way easier than I ever was before um but thank you (laughs) yeah thank you I mean I I feel it um even honestly, even before we started recording when we were doing our pre-chat, I was like, oh, I hope I don't, I hope I don't like fall apart in the middle of the recording. <laughs> because no. I, I do think there's something about um, the increased sensitivity and the cre- increased capacity to feel 
um, that is going to be in service of a better world. I think we are really as a human family, hopefully prayerfully relearning how to um, feel the pain of the world, feel that. And I think that, or I hope that um, increasing our sensitivity, increasing our capacity to feel each other's pain and to do something about it is, is part of the work right now. And I'm hopeful that as we, you know, as we do that, that we bring in the tools to help keep us buoyant, to help keep us focused, to help keep us serene as we do this, this necessary inner work, but also outer change and outer work. So I'm trying to hold the sensitivity as a gift when I like, you know, lately I've been just kind of going through, and you know, I'll go through the field and I'll just feel so heavy, you know, it, it just feels so heavy sometimes. And I try yeah. to remind myself that it's a, it's a gift to be able to feel and to, and to feel deeply. Yes. Yes. I honestly just came to that conclusion because for a while I really hated that part of myself. And it's like, I hate that I'm so sensitive. I hate mm-hmm. that I'm like affected by everything and and mm-hmm. I just didn't like it but recently like maybe like the last year or so I'm like no I actually like this about myself it means that I'm human I'm alive I care like my heart still works you know um and and I'm embracing it I think I thought that the point of me going on this healing journey and you know specifically like in my mental health journey I thought that it would make me less in a way, like less moved by what's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course I'm going to be moved. I mean, I'm human. Those are also fellow human beings. So of course. So mm-hmm. I say that to say this, if somebody is feeling um, sad or affected by what they're seeing um, in the world right now and feels helpless, hopeless, all of those things is completely normal. And don't beat yourself up for feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Don't beat yourself up and also uh, continue to seek out the tools, whether that's, of, of course, you know, I'm biased. So I'm going to say flower essences, flower essences, flower essences. But there's also the medicine of being in community with one another. So surrounding yourself with the, with people who either make you smile or can hold you when you cry. Mm-hmm. Um, seeking out your supports from your uh, mental health practitioners because you know it's it's as we respond to the world it is going to bring up our own internal stuff mm-hmm. um and so just taking really good care it's yeah. it's normal to feel triggered but also really normal to take and seek out really good care to hold ourselves during these trying times yes so beautifully said Thank you so much, Lindsay. I always love speaking with you. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. I will link down her Instagram, her um, website, um, where you can also take the quiz so you can find out what plant um, essence, uh, flower essence might be helpful for you at the moment. I will link those all down below in the show notes. That way it's an easy click for you to get what you need and to connect with Lindsay as well. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me and for all that you do for our wellness. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Be Well Sis podcast. For more information on anything discussed in this episode, please see the show notes and or visit www.bewellsispodcast.com. Oh, and don't forget to leave a five-star rating on Apple. Until next time, be well, sis.